Welcome to Special Needs Navigators ABCs of Disability Planning podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I'm glad you're here. My name is Eric Jorgensen. I created this podcast to help parents navigate the maze of benefits, resources, and services. I'm on this journey with you. My son is on the spectrum. I was widowed in 2012, and I beat cancer in 2020. I get that life throws us curveballs. Every week, my guests and I do a deep dive into things our families may come across. I don't spend too much time focusing on a specific disability. My intent is to help as many families as possible. You may already be familiar with some of these topics, others not so much. My goal is to increase awareness of and provide context around what's available, when to use it, and, if applicable, how to apply it. Let's dive in. Welcome, everyone. For those of you that do not know me, my name is Eric Jorgensen. I am the founder of Special Needs Navigator. I started Special Needs Navigator to help individuals, caregivers, and families navigate the maze of benefits, services, and resources when they have a disability. Today, I'm bringing you Molly Whalen with Best Buddies because I feel Best Buddies could be a great resource for families all across the country. And as you're going to learn today, I really had no idea that they did so much more than just create authentic friendships. And Molly's going to share with us the other programs. What we're going to discuss today is an introduction to Molly Whalen, an introduction to Best Buddies, an overview of the programs that are out there. And then because Best Buddies is a nonprofit, what you can do to either support them nationally or at your local level. So I want to give a brief introduction to Molly Whalen and then turn it over to her to share more about her personally. Right now, Molly Whalen is serving as a state director for the capital region of the VA of Virginia and D.C. Best Buddies. She had previously served as the executive director for D.C.'s Association for Special Education. And then just real quickly, Best Buddies Capital Region is serving over 4,000 participants. I mean, that's a lot of people. Virginia and Washington, D.C., in over 80 school chapters with 700 matched friendships and almost 100 actively placed job participants. Now, that job participants is just one of the programs I didn't know existed. I knew about the friendships, but the job participants was totally new to me. They support people with developmental intellectual disabilities to develop meaningful friendships with their peers, secure successful jobs, live independently, and improve their self-advocacy. And as I said before, Best Buddies International is much, much more than just facilitating authentic friendships. And I'm excited to have Molly share what else Best Buddies is doing. So Molly, thank you for coming on. Would you mind giving us a little background about you personally? Sure. First and most important, I got into the field of supporting the developmental disability community because I have two now young adults, one 18 and one 21 with autism. They're both born in Washington, D.C. And Kind of through my life as being a parent advocate for them in special education and life and everything that they needed to, you know, hopefully be successful young people and independent citizens, I kind of pivoted from working in association management and nonprofit management and fundraising to really being specifically within the field of, you know, either disability advocacy and fundraising and, you know, special education. So that's been kind of my career, but it's also kind of obviously a personal passion too. And you started with Best Buddies right around the same time COVID started, right? I was actually in the last process of the interviews when the world shut down. So everything went on hold for about two months. 
And then I came in really, really fast as soon as they opened up their hiring again in late April. So we've been there since May. You know, I like to say to people, I'm new to Best Buddies, the state office for DC and Virginia, but not new to the community, not new to the issues. So it's been a nice piece for me because it's really connecting, you know, a lot of people that I already know, you included, to the cause and really kind of enjoying being part of this international organization that has so many layers, as you said in the introduction. I don't think everybody knows how much Best Buddies is really doing. And what I like to say to people is Best Buddies is uniquely situated because they started on the friendship side, started on the social emotional side of helping young students with developmental and intellectual disabilities to be connected to their peers in very organic and natural and real, you know, friendships that they've kind of taken that and, you know, really gone from kind of like young children all the way to, you know, as old as we want to be, because we also have an adult friendship program called Citizens, as well as jobs, as well as self-advocacy. So they really take the whole child, whole person who has IDD and, you know, really creates an inclusive world. And we've gone from schools and friendships to now workplaces and living as well. And I'm kind of jumping around. I'm glad. But, but we, you know, we have four pillars in Best Buddies. Friendships is obviously the big one, and it's where we started. Best Buddies was founded in 1989 at Georgetown University by Anthony Kennedy Shriver of the Shriver family. His mother is Eunice Kennedy Shriver, who founded Special Olympics. And he founded Best Buddies as that social friendship arm. He was very close with his aunt, Rosemary, who actually still resides in Washington, D.C., lived in Washington, D.C. for a long time. And he kind of built this really a cool program of college students visiting and connecting with people with IDD. And it's grown exponentially. We're in elementary schools, we're in middle schools, we're in high schools, we're in colleges. And the piece around the school chapters is it's very student-run, which I love. It's, you know, students have to decide that they want to do this. We absolutely embrace leadership potential for students without developmental disabilities, but also with developmental disabilities. So we have expectations that the students, we call the peer buddies or students without a disability, and the buddies are the students with a disability. And we have expectations that they're going to be doing the leadership of their school chapters together and really be embrace that. And also there has to be one-to-one friendships. It's not just a club. It's also having those really authentic matches. Sometimes those matches last, well, gosh, Best Buddies is around for more than 30 years and some of those friendships are still going on. Sometimes they don't, you know, sometimes people kind of let a friendship go and then, you know, start up again. And, you know, that happens. That's kind of like real life too, right, Molly? I mean, I think back to friendships I made in high school. There's a few people I still talk to, but the vast majority, we've just grown apart. So, I mean, I feel like that's part of just being a natural part of life. And I think that makes it all the more authentic with what Best Buddies is doing. Yeah, yeah. And they're, you know, they're still student clubs. So, you know, we have expectations that they'll try to have events and we have like national big walk we'll get into in a bit. Then, you know, they do fundraising for that. So, you know, we have those elements that can really kind of help them give the structure to it. But at the heart of it, it's really learning to be a friend with someone who's different from you and taking the time to, you know, have those connections. 
And from those school friendship programs, we've grown to our citizens, which is our adult friendship program. And that's open to anyone over the age of 18 who's not in a school program and not currently in school. And right now we're doing virtual matches. In fact, we've got at our DC, Virginia office, we're in the process of making 12 new matches right now. A lot of people who are stuck at home, those people without a developmental disability have signed up because they're looking for those outlets. And so it's really neat to be able to do that. And that can go on for life. And we also do normal non-COVID time. A lot of the citizens programs will have get togethers and movie nights and out, but it's time for, you know, it's mostly a lot of young adults, 20s and 30s, but it absolutely is open to anyone. But you're seeing them do exactly what, you know, average young adults are doing connecting and being friends with each other. And then part of that, I'm going into the, it's actually the third one listed, but the leadership development. So I talked about how we really have the expectations that the students are leading their chapter, both those with a disability and those without a disability. And then we have a program called Ambassadors, and that's actually a leadership development training program that's open to all of our students and all of our young adults, but it teaches self-advocacy, We have some neat programs where they learn how to create their personal mission statement. They may be able to practice public speaking. And then once they've gone through that training, we really try to give them opportunities to do public speaking. For instance, you know, we recently got requested from Washington Gas to do a video around, you know, nonprofits and being supportive. And instead of me doing it, we asked one of our ambassadors to do it. I think this is fantastic. And leadership development is one of the programs, one of the pillars I wasn't aware of. You know, like I really knew the one-to-one friendships and that's always what I associated with. I want to highlight, you know, best buddies is intellectual and developmental disabilities. And that's a wide swath. It's not just autism. It's not just Down syndrome. Be somebody with cerebral palsy. I could be somebody, you know, just with an intellectual disability. I mean, there's a lot of people that this can serve, that best buddies can serve. And then I want to make sure parents and other family members, caregivers, I want to make sure they're aware of that. Because I think, at least in my mind, I've I've always kind of associated with maybe Down syndrome or autism. And it's important to highlight there are other disabilities and the ones that get the most press. Williams syndrome is another one. You know, and it's really, it's open. And I think that's the piece that we really see. You do have to do an application to our program. There is a background check that's done. So the programs are open to anyone who signs up, but you do have to sign up. There's no fee other than that there's a nominal fee for the background check. But we do have those elements that are in place, you know, and then the other piece around one-to-one friendships that has been around a long time, and it's very, you know, cool now in COVID, but We have an eBuddies program, and that eBuddies program, again, is open to anyone. You do have to sign up. It is free, and we utilize a specific email system. So you're not sharing your own email. You're not just opening it up, and you also get assigned someone who's not from your area. So it's a great opportunity. Some of the student chapters do it because it's an opportunity for them to do the old pen pal kind of thing in a class. I remember that. (laughs) Um, But anybody can do it. You can sign up to be anybody, you know, with someone. And we always have some metrics, like you have to do so many emails a month, but it's pretty simple. I think it's two. It's not anything that's going to, you know, take over, but it's kind of fun. And you might be matched with somebody in Montana or California, and you can kind of learn about a different location. But we also have, I just have to put a plug out, I'm sure even when this gets posted, 
we have this huge number of people with non-disability signing up for eBuddy. So if you have a reach out to anyone who has a developmental disability, an intellectual disability who would like to sign up, it's a great time to sign up because we have matches ready. We can make matches right away and get you connected. And you know, in these virtual times, it's kind of like one more maybe fun thing to, you know, have pop up in your email box. Yeah, it's not school. It's not work. You know, and like you were saying, it's a whole different area. Now think as we're getting into wintertime, how the different regions experience winter. You know, maybe you're talking to somebody in Texas where it's like 70 degrees and up here, maybe we have snow. (laughs) Right. right. And I think you'll probably, I don't know if this is the case with your son, Eric, but I know with my son, with his autism, language is definitely something that is a challenge for him. He's very verbal, but it takes a long time to process in a conversation sometimes. And it could be a little stilted, which was often happens. But he types in texts and emails really fluidly and lovely. And so, you know, I think sometimes having that, I don't want to say it's a barrier, but having that computer to be a barrier for some of our young people who have those social, emotional, and community education and language barriers can be really great. So utilizing something like an email and connections like that can kind of just open it up a lot better. Maybe use the word filter instead of a barrier, right? You know, to more of a facilitate the conversation instead of blocking the conversation. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then the other big one that I know you mentioned earlier is integrated employment Mm -hmm. and job support. Not all of our state offices have a jobs program, but I'm very proud to say that the DC Virginia office does have a jobs program. And we have a full-time manager who does job development and we have an employment coach. We would love to have more, (laughs) but we are limited in our budgets right now. So we support right now 33 active jobs participants, and we've got a couple more in development. And that is a fee for service. We actually have a contract with DARS, which is the, okay, don't even ask me, but it's basically the rehab for Virginia. So if someone is qualified to receive services from DARS, they can utilize us as their job coach. We have a limited number that we can kind of take on right now, but it's been very successful. Best Buddies actually has a national partnership with a couple of companies. One of them is TJX, which is the Marshalls TJ Maxx Home Goods. So we have some job participants in those programs. And of course, as you know, part of the integrated employment is making sure that we support a jobs participant in the interview process and helping to maybe even job carve somewhere. Our manager is fantastic and she'll meet with anyone. And Old Town Pet Resort in Alexandria actually is one of our employer partners as well. And so we find that, and you probably know this as well, like once an employer partner comes on, they often can be a little nervous, a little like, I don't know about this. You know, it's rare, you know, that they aren't full forward in this is what we want to do. This is great. And sometimes we put ourselves in a pickle because we will get them a great match. They've got an employee and then they don't need any more, you know, they're not hiring anymore if it's small or that piece. So we have to go and find, we're constantly looking for new employer partners because sometimes we just get really successful and you can fade. Mm -hmm. Of course, with folk rehab, it's not long-term and it's, you know, it's as it's needed, but that's been really neat. And we also, some state offices also have Priets contracts. And for people listening, Priets is pre-employment training. Every state has to have within their voc rehab agency 
a certain amount of pre-employment training going in the schools, going in that transition age, which is typically 14 to 21. It depends on your states with that. So that's what I really love too. Again, you know, Best Buddies is really going, okay, we've done friendships. We're doing inclusive social. What's another barrier to an individual with intellectual and developmental disabilities to having a truly inclusive life? And we know meaningful employment is the Mm -hmm. big one. So I think it's still relatively new when I think, you know, we're doing little pieces. I'm really hopeful that Best Buddies will kind of keep expanding. Best Buddies has a partnership with Special Olympics and Autism Speaks to, you know, really push the envelope and get a huge number. And I'm going to forget the exact number. I think it's 5 million or 1 million jobs for, you know, people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. But part of it is really having this conversation that this is not charity. Companies and organizations and, you know, workplaces need these jobs done. And our individuals with intellectual and developmental disabilities can do the job. Sometimes they need supported employment, you know, and it can be simple. You know this. It might be like, well, this person doesn't process auditory very well. So when they get directions, they need to be written or they need to be able to use in their watch or their phone for reminders of the steps. It's not, you know, something that is, you know, impossible to do. It's not like really having to change the whole workplace. It's just changing elements of it. So part of it is educating, you know, the world around us. I think we're in this DC metropolitan area that we're talking about. I think this is something that's really we're, we're seeing more and more of, and I'm hoping it's a continues to be kind of this tidal wave of until it's expected that people with disabilities are going to work and, and not doing it. And then our last one is inclusive living. It's really new right now. Of course, it kind of, you know, was opening up during pandemic, which is not a great time to create an inclusive living space. So right now, the only one that's active in the country is Washington, D.C. There was one in California, but they've decided to just kind of take a pause there. And we're, we've got one in Washington, D.C. at Union Market. It's a relatively small unit. It's supposed to be in a partnership with Catholic University, which is also kind of on pause because they don't have their students back. But the idea is that we would have people with IDD and without IDD participating or living together. The DC one has a residential manager, you know, kind of everybody who moves in has to say they're going to do so many meals together, they're going to do so many activities together. And so it's really kind of blended and it's in its infancy, but we're seeing there's quite a few of these kind of inclusive living places popping up all over. There's been some in Arizona and California, not just Best Buddies, but other groups. And here in our Washington, D.C. area, we've got a really active one, both in Virginia and in Rockville. Main Street is the one in Rockville. And in Virginia, it's Nova City Center that they're trying to get going. So that's another thing that I feel like, you know, if we can get out of this pandemic, I think we'll really start seeing waves and waves of more of this so that the thought of, you know, young people with IDD and DD staying in their parents' basements or parents' homes for their whole life is not the only future. I know we've talked about this both as parents, but I think when you have people with IDD, they're not always on the same timetable. You know, it's certainly not hitting their milestones in their life, you know, academically or motor development or speech development. I think we should look at that the same way with these other kind of milestones, like moving out or being independent. So I want to circle back to a couple of these things to really get people to think how all of this can tie in. So you take the friendships 
that you're creating organically and, and really helping people see past the disability and really get to understand the value that individuals have as people, not that, oh, there's somebody with autism or there's somebody with Down syndrome. They're really just people who have the same interests that you or I have. Right. Well, those individuals who have formed friendships go on to become employers or work for employers. Yeah, and no. now they can normalize. Maybe they're working at a company and they say, oh, no, well, you know, Billy, he has autism or Williams syndrome. But all that means is you might have to help, to your point earlier, maybe you speak a little slower or maybe you give them written instructions instead of trying to talk to them or don't expect them to look you in the face while you're talking to them. I mean, is it really that big of a deal if they're not looking? Because try to think about it from a different perspective where if you do have some type of processing disorder or challenges, if you're trying to listen to somebody and read and recognize facial cues, that can be a lot going on, Mm -hmm. right? Right, right. So having somebody who has made friends with somebody and being their advocate I mean, yeah, I still think people should be self-advocates, but having that outside perspective, talking to an employer and saying, well, this is why I think you should hire Billy. I mean, that's how we get jobs, right? We go out, we network. A lot of times we don't even present a resume until we've already had the interview, at least in my situation, you know, through a lot of my networking is what's gotten me in the different positions. So Mm -hmm. building these friendships, I think would lead to a better success at integrated employment. Yeah. Yeah, it's sure. the same token, the inclusive living piece, right? right? Now you have these friendships. Hey, I'd love to be your roommate, you know, and, and be it more natural. I think Best Buddies is in a great place to put this into play and make this really just be organic and real. Right. And I think that's what you're definitely seeing. And also we see that in many of our young people who are in Best Buddies chapter in high school go on and join the one in college or move to DC to work and sign up to have the adult friendship. So they continue it because they really enjoy it. You know, we don't have all these students involved because it's like, well, somebody made me, you know, you talk to every one of our students and they're like, I really like it. I really like the people I meet. I really like having the connections. I really enjoy being in that group and learning the process of really having what does friendship and real friendships, you know, really look like. So I don't want to say it's a magic bullet, but it really does have a great piece to it. It brings all kinds of people together. And I think that's really cool. And in order to make that continue to be a reality, you need support, right? And there's a lot of different ways we can support Best Buddies. Would you mind just doing a brief overview? This isn't a pitch, but I think people need to understand nonprofits cannot accomplish their mission without the support of the communities they serve. Yeah. And we are a nonprofit. And so we have to do a lot of fundraising, you know, to pay for staff that can support the student chapters and our jobs employers and employment consultants and our job developer and all of these pieces. So in the capital area, we have a two major fundraisers. One is usually a walk on the National Mall. It's called the Best Buddies Friendship Walk. It's supposed to be in October on the National Mall. Clearly, it will not be this year. We're going virtual. So you can find all about that on bestbuddiesfriendshipwalk.org slash Virginia DC. Please make a donation. One of the things that we're doing this year is we're making it virtual. We're saying, hey, go and do whatever you want this month for October. Raise a little money for Best Buddies and go be healthy. So for instance, I'm walking, I'm pledged to walk 100 miles in October, and then I'm getting friends to 
kind of give me donations to, to do it. But also we are putting on about, gosh, it's now about 15 different virtual events throughout October. Most of them are free. They're open if you sign up to register to walk. You don't have to fundraise to register to walk, but it's great if you do, because if you do a little bit of fundraising, you get a t-shirt, but also you get our whole calendar of events. And we have a virtual talent show, a virtual magic show, which is going to be with Cody the Magician, who is a professional magician who has autism. I think he's 27 or 28. And so that's really exciting. We've got that in two weeks. And we also have a virtual cooking show, all kinds of things. So you can kind of have a little fun, give yourself something different to do and do that. And then also we traditionally have another fundraiser in the spring called a prom. It's kind of a gala and a prom, but it's usually held at the Ronald Reagan Trade Building in Washington, D.C. in the springtime. So not quite sure what that's going to look like come 2021, but we will, you know, kind of wait and see. But you can find everything for at least for our state office at bestbuddies.org slash V-A-D-C. So that's bestbuddies.org slash V-A-D-C. And you can see what's going on. And I'll make sure I have these in the show notes. And then if people don't live in the D.C. metro area, they can reach out to their local chapters. Every chapter or a lot of chapters will have Facebook and Twitter and, and social media, right? Yep. In fact, if you just go to bestbuddies.org, you can find out where your state office is because, it, you know, obviously Virginia and D.C. are combined. There is one for Maryland. New York has several different offices. So you can find out where that is and you can sign up for an update so you can start getting their newsletters. Awesome. I'm taking notes because I want to make sure I capture all of this in the description. Is there anything I should have asked you, Molly, that I haven't asked you? Is there anything that you want to make sure we really touch on? I think just that the part of, you know, just kind of reemphasize that Best Buddies really is for a lifetime. And there's lots of different ways that we are pushing the mission of inclusion and friendship and openness, you know, for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And I think for many of us who are parents and, you know, have walked this walk for a long time, the real goal is for everyone to have the most productive and the most independent and the most meaningful life. And that may be, you know, independent living, that may be having a full-time job, maybe having a part-time job. It may just be being able to get to a point where you can self-advocate, you know, in your world. And I think that Best Buddies really helps bring some of those nuggets to folks. It helps the social emotional, helps the job awareness, helps all of those pieces. So I think it's a great opportunity for people to be involved. It's hard because we're not in every school, so you might not have it in your school, but we have a great expansion coordinator who can help you get one started. Right. And then I'm on CCAC, which is Special Education Community Advocacy Committee, I think. I'm Uh not very good with all the acronyms, but we're actually in the process of helping another school bring in a Best Buddies through, oh, you know, great. we're doing some fundraising and, and we're helping them raise the money. It's, it's true. You know, it's Rome wasn't built in a day, right? So if you don't have one in, in one of your school districts, start with one. Don't try to go all out. Just start with one. And you could sign up for eBuddies. So if you don't have one in the school, you can sign up for eBuddies. I think you have to be at least 10 years old. You can find that though, ebuddies.org. You can find out in the information so that you can always have that connection too. That's fantastic. And here's all of the social media links. This is all meant to show not just DC areas links, but it's also, if I'm reading it correctly, this is Best Buddies National. 
correct? Yeah, that's the international organization. It's pretty close. Like our, for Capital Region, it's Best Buddies VADC. So that's how you would find, just add a VADC on all of those. I think you'll be able to see it. (laughs) No, this, this has been awesome, Molly. Thank you for making the time to talk to us. And thank you for sharing about Best Buddies. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the ABCs of Disability Planning Podcast. We invite your feedback and comments. Please feel free to leave a review wherever you are listening, and don't forget to hit like, follow, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more information, please visit us at www.specialneedsnavigator.us.